Hey y'all, Treasury here with Picture Me Living, and I'm here with a special guest today. You want to introduce yourself? Yes, I am Jay Scott. Um, yeah. Instagram, you want to share that? Whew, J-A-Y-S-C, the number zero, T-T underscore. All right, so how do I know you? This is one of my son's <laughs> basketball coach. Yes, yes. Been um, coaching T for what? I don't know if I'm supposed to say his name on camera, but been coaching him for two years Not now. Not a full government. Yeah, Not yeah. Full. He don't like me when I say the nickname either. I think the name is hilarious. I've been wanting to call him that in practice, <laughs> but I don't want to put him out there like that. I asked another that I was like, um, oh, so you or the other coach posted um, – I guess y'all had a coaches versus teenager <laughs> game or whatever. Yeah. And so the meme or whatever was funny. And then one of you guys wrote, man, I almost passed out after that game. Yeah, that was me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, the, I'm the oldest coach on the staff. So they, our coaching staff, two of them played ball in college. I didn't play ball in college. Okay. So they still think they can get Yeah, I screenshot down. that and sent it to my son and he sent the crying with laughter emoji. So I was <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so, I was like, so I was like, wait a minute. Do y'all follow each other on Instagram? He was like, no. I was like, wait, you probably wasn't supposed mm. to see that. <laughs> yeah, nah. He don't follow the personal page. I don't even know if he followed my coaching page either, but really, he probably has something to say. Oh, okay, yeah, I just snitched see. on you. He did. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He sent me to cry with laughter emoji. I was like, what happened? Did y'all have a game or whatever? And he was and like, yeah, they won. Exactly. He, yeah. <laughs> But could you have went for another round with them, though? Only because it's in front of them. And I don't want to come off, you know, because we okay. talk to them about it all the time, like competing, competing, competing. Yeah. So I did sit out of game because I was, I was tired. I was in Air Max. <laughs> I didn't even have, like, open shoes for real. So, But if they want – I'm the one who said, like, yo, let's play another one. And I was just playing, but the players like, let's run it. And the coach was like, let's run it. So we had our little team huddle. We stopped and then got back on the court. So I set that game out, and I played the next one. <laughs> We won because I was man. I'm 30 plus years old. I can't even get up and down the floor like that no more. Yeah, it's it's a little bit different. But yeah. then again, his cardio isn't that great, so I'm assuming like it's easier to play the kids and like talk shit to them. Yes and no, because even though they're like if their cardio is not great, mine is terrible. And I, I work out four or five times a week, but I'm not doing cardio. I'm okay. not getting up and down. So they're they're definitely more in shape. Than I am now. The other coaches I can't speak for. They they still hoop. They still yeah. Um, but just from a sense of competing, like yeah, I'm gonna get out there and trying to I'm trying to kill you. So, yeah, okay. Yeah. And I feel like it's a smarter game from your perspective. So like they may be in more shape, but they're teenagers. Like that part. So yeah. we don't work nearly as hard as they do. Okay. Because we know what to do, how to move on the floor. Even okay. though we don't play together a lot, we've been doing this for much longer. So they right. They kind of get mad at that, like, "Oh, y'all grown man, y'all y'all should be doing this." No, nah, we just for real. Yeah, just listen to what we tell y'all to be do. Talking shit like that. So he don't, but I feel like my pearls. I man. feel like he'll, he'll kind of give a look, like for real. Like, nigga, <laughs> shut up. Oh, no, he don't. Well, he's funny. He's funny, low key, and I feel he like is. some other kids they'll speak up and he'll kind of look around. And I, I purposely look at him just to see how yeah. he, what kind of facial <laughs> yeah. expression he'll get. Yeah. Most of his facial expressions are calm, cool, a little demeanor. Yeah. But sometimes I can tell when he's getting pissed off. Like, man, I check up again. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. So, yeah, he's <laughs> T's funny, man. <laughs> he's funny. He got jokes now. He got he jokes. So he had a lot of personality as a child, you know, and um, it just shut off. 
like 11 and a half, 12. I mean, he wanted to be a YouTube star. I'll show you some YouTube videos. He just had videos. and (laughs) (laughs) He was just the star of the world. It was the June show. We were just living in it. And then 11 and a half, 12, stop recording me, get the camera out my face, just out of nowhere. Yes. So I wonder what happened. And you know what? I don't think it's a what happened because I I thought that at first. Mm-hmm. And then I just started paying attention to everything that he was doing day in and day out. But I heard other moms saying the same thing that had preteens. I think it's a lot of overstimulation because it's just not what we're used to. Right. That's not how we were raised. Right. So I'm not used to, you know, just shutting off one day. I mean, it was like overnight. I mean, he just like. This isn't cool to me anymore. Like, you know, and then that's who you see now. But now at home, I'm starting to see it come out a little bit. Mm. Like he'll joke. We just watched Squid Game together, the competition, and we laughed all 10 episodes. Mm. So like it's still there. It's just a more reserved. It's not a child. Like he's a man. Like he's developed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's growing up a little. You probably don't think it's it's cool yeah. no more to do that. Yeah. So I thought something was wrong. And I'm like, nah, he's turning into a man. Yeah. Like he's finding out what he likes and what he doesn't like. And as a parent, it just rubbed me the wrong way. So I just let him. I sit back and I'm just like, do your thing then. But if you want to be a YouTube star, I'm, you. I'm right here waiting right. for you. Right. <laughs> So now he'll do like the Instagram pictures. I don't know if you've seen him. He's like a little IG model sometimes. See, I see what you put. I don't think I follow Tim. I got to follow him on Instagram for my coaching page. Because he'll, he'll delete it. He'll post it. All the teenagers do what I, because I thought something was wrong with mine for a second. And I look at all the other teenagers page. They post Zero it, delete po- it. Yep. Yep. Post it, delete it. It's so weird. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't understand this generation They're at all. They're so weirdos. They're weird. Let me post a picture to delete it later. And even put in the caption, might delete later. Why? That's the whole purpose <laughs> Of Instagram is to post <laughs> and yeah. let it live. I yeah, that whole I don't understand Instagram anymore. I don't understand this generation. I think I'm just getting too old. I sound like the old guy now. Yeah, but you do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you ain't have to go ahead. <laughs> yeah, <you do. laughs> I understand it, but it is evolving into something that we weren't prepared for. Right. It's definitely something else. My son has access to everything on Instagram. All these apps, like he has access to everything, and we just didn't grow up with. It. But we did grow up into adulthood with MySpace and you know the Nokia phone. We had a game constantly. We we underestimated Snake, but we had a game constantly. We were never bored, you know, from high school up to now, and we birthed this generation of kids that are never bored. So. See, I feel like our generation was different because we got the best of both worlds. So when we came home from school, it wasn't sitting in front of a game system. Even though we had that option, it was still, man, go outside and play until the streetlights come on. Like we still had that social aspect as opposed to now. What I think is like, this is all these kids know. All they know is Instagram. All they know is Twitter, TikTok. And they don't get that that regular, how we came up, that type of interaction. So it's a gift and a curse because social media can be great, but- like you said, you can't get yeah. overstimulated by it. like I have I have to put a time limit. I get forty five minutes a day on IG. After that, I put really? it up. Yeah, I got to put it up. It's too. It's just too much. Whether it's the Instagram models or the black on black crime or police brutality, like it's just too much being put out there. That it can it can weigh you on you if you don't keep lot. it in check. So you know you could go in and 
to start liking obscure stuff. So you can start, I'll send you some travel stuff. Just go through and like it. Mm-hmm. And so then your algorithm changes. Start to change. Yeah. 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 Cause that's I now I do see some I see Justin LeBoy posts I see some messy <laughs> stuff I see some funny shit still, but a lot of the stuff like Jay Shetty I like all of his posts whether I read it or not because I want that to continually show up on my right. timeline. Right. Uh, third Eye posts all those motivational even if I don't read it I want it to keep coming up on my timeline because Instagram's smarter than me so it thinks that I want to see all this I don't. Dang, so what's my one? I don't want to see no negativity. I want to be happy on Instagram all day. I'm delusional. I believe everything you're supposed to see on Instagram is happy because you're choosing to see that. Right. So right. if you want to see something fucked up in life, you know, none yeah, of us are perfect. So just looking, look in the mirror, you know, look at your own life or whatever. I want to log on and see, you know, my friends going through it. I just don't. So I guess I'm delusional in that sense. Like, Yeah, I can't figure it out. Like I said, I just... I scroll through and after a while, I just put it up. Yeah. I might go days without posting. Like, I mean, you follow me. I might post once a week. I don't yeah. even post like regular pictures. Like, it's just to the story and, yeah. and keep it going. I mean, that's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad. Would you post your vacation pictures? Um, Yeah, if I take vacations. I don't, I don't get out. I don't travel. Like, that is, I went to New York about two or three months ago to see a friend get married. Mm-hmm. Um, got in a few days before the wedding. And that was the first time in a long time that I've traveled and just like been free. Like okay. I was on a train. Did you enjoy New York though? So surprisingly I did because I'd been in New York before, but it was, I was in corporate America before I was an educator. So mm-hmm. it was on business and I hated it. Like I was young. I'm from the Midwest. So, you know, it's a lot slower than New okay. York. Right. So I get there and like people are in a hurry, you know, it's. Mm-hmm. Like buildings are on top of each other. I don't think I've seen a tree in New York yet, like outside of Central Park. So it's just too much hustle and bustle for me. So ever since then, I'm like, man, I hate New York. I would never go back. One is cold, like whatever. So when I went back, totally different perspective. Okay. Like it was the food, amazing. Like and not even really going anywhere special. I'm talking, I went to food trucks and pizza parlors all weekend. Um, The nightlife, I kicked it like three or four different spots in two nights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and New York, they say it's a city that never sleeps. Like they are dead oh, serious. Don't, they don't they sleep. Don't, like it's three, four in the morning and you hear <laughs> yeah. sirens, horns. Yeah. I leave out, like the line is jumping at the food truck. I'm like, man, y'all really don't sleep. <laughs> yeah. Like, so New York was fun. Yeah. I got to, I got to live. That was a, fr- and I went by myself. Okay. So I, I enjoyed that. I got to get out more though. Like all I do is work and coach. Work so and what's coach. your, uh, cause the basketball schedule is ridiculous. Let me just tell you. I was like, Look. what? Until February? Like, are y'all in the NBA? Oh, my God. It's crazy. It's crazy. It is insane. We and then y'all are practicing outside of that. So it's it's a grind. We go from the season is October to February. Mm-hmm. You know, God willing, if we go to the playoffs, it's October to March. Okay. And then you take a couple weeks off and you're right back in off-season training. So it never stops. Okay. And then I'm a track coach as well. I'm the head coach of girls track and that's pretty much all year as well. Wow. So it's literally for the past eight to nine years, I've been basketball track, basketball track, basketball track. Why so back to back though? Like why put that on yourself? Because I love it. Mm. I love it. Like it's it's kind of that, that give and take. Um, so I, you love your job? I do. Okay. I do. Um it, people call me crazy all the time because, again, I was in corporate America before this, and yeah. now I'm a teacher. And 
people have their own views on, you know, the occupation of being an educator. But I really think right now what's keeping me is the coaching. Like if I didn't coach, I probably wouldn't be an educator. I'm just being honest. Um, But I. What do you enjoy about coaching? Seeing a kid go from, you know, where they come to you at and how they grow, not only as an athlete, but just as a student. um, That is the greatest feeling in the world. Like just for example, today we had a former student come back who was actually going to try out for the Olympic team this summer. Really? Um, yeah, he's actually a world champion already on the 4 by 4 team. So oh, wow. the fact that he started at, you know, where I coach at, mm-hmm. to see him now, like that yeah. is the ultimate satisfaction, the ultimate joy. And I wasn't even his coach. I was the girls' coach. He ran for the boys' team, obviously. And, but just seeing him grow yeah. and then reach literally the highest point in your sport, Wow. Like What's you, his name so we can look for him? Chris Bailey. Christopher <laughs> okay. Bailey went to um started at Mississippi Valley State, um, mm-hmm. transferred to Tennessee and then transferred, just finished up at the University of Arkansas where they I think they were indoor national champions. Okay. Um and then he went to compete in Budapest for the World Athletics. And okay. And now going to the Olympics. Now he, he's going he gotta go through trials and everything. Okay. But you know, we go ahead and speak it into existence. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, will yeah. be on the Olympic four by four team yeah. come July and I will be in Paris to to watch him run. Wow. So that is like when you say why you do it and all these crazy nights and crazy schedule, that's why. Students I want to like see just watching my son evolve. Um, is I don't even have an adjective to, to describe it. It's insane. It's beautiful. It's so many different words to describe it because not just the muscles. Like I'm just, <laughs> that's the outside, you know, but I can hear a difference in his confidence, how mm-hmm. he speaks. Then he came to me, and I try to make as many games as I can, specifically the home games. But he came to me one day at a game that I couldn't make it. And uh, he was like, I did a move from practice in the game, and I did it right. And I've never done that right. And my coaches told me about this move, and he didn't tell me what the move was. But the excitement, like his eyes lit up. Like mm-hmm. he was just like super excited that he did that. And I was like, okay, did you make the shot now? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you got to make the shot, son. And so, you know, me as a mom, I, and I'm hard on him. I mm-hmm. am. And uh, I said, good job. But on the weekends, you need to get out there on up the street at that free park and just practice free throw. I don't know much about basketball, mm-hmm. but I do know what hard work will get you. I do know what practice would get. That's how I got my career from doing the repetition over and over again. So go out there and just practice a layup, practice a layup, practice a layup over and over and over. You think he listened to me? You trying to be a coach? You sound like us. (laughs) (laughs) You think he listened to me though? I don't know what it is. They don't, I don't don't understand it. We, but I will give him credit because I think I remember what movie you're talking about. Um, I did, I did see him do something in the game. I was like, oh shit, T. He did it. And like me and we looking at each other like, get on that tee. And then he missed the layup. I'm like, <laughs> but just the fact that he got there, because he's right, you know, he hadn't tried that move. Like a lot yeah. like, and we, I think we took a practice and like literally we had to break everything down, like try this. And okay. he went out there and did it and was like, yeah. let's go. And he missed the layup. He was like, damn. But he, I don't I know, man. The fundamentals and the same speech I just gave you. But I was like, if you, on your free time, practice just the things that I know, the simple things, a layup, free throw line, three-point line, if you just practice just those things, 
we don't we don't even need him to shoot threes. Just <laughs> <laughs> if you rebound, layups, and make your free. Throws. I've been trying. I've been saying good. this. It's a broken record. I've been saying this for years since middle school. If you just do in middle school, I was saying uh, dribble, go out in the driveway because we had a long driveway mm-hmm. at the time. Just pra- I don't need to practice. I can practice that at practice. You know what? That, but see, that's the problem right there. They don't put in the work outside of practice. Like we talk about our generation, man, we sound like a bunch of old folks. But when we came up, it was we hooping in the neighborhoods. Like right. we we're going to the park and we're hooping. We didn't. That's how you earned your stripes was to go. You had to go right. hoop against other grown men. It wasn't about right. what you did in practice. That's what you're supposed to do. That's a given. By the time yeah. you get to practice, you're supposed to be on point anyway. Yeah. Um, especially at the high school level. So they don't hoop outside of practice. I told them that. I told them that and I still tell them that. And that equates to real life because I'm hard on him about real life. It's happening real fast. You were just a baby yesterday. Like I'm here to tell you this time is not waiting on nobody. You have got to repeat things every single day, whether it's studying for a test, mm-hmm. whether it's studying for a race. This is the key to success. There are no shortcuts to success. You have got to you know, go in there and cut that game off. The work is the work. <laughs> yeah, you got to do the, the work. work. The work ain't going nowhere. You put the work in, you're going to see the fruits of your labor. If not, you're yeah. going to be in the same spot. There we go. So. There you have it. He said this is going to be a good episode, so he's going he gonna to probably cut it off right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like too much, too much on TV. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all go ahead and move on. Move on. <laughs> so, okay, I was supposed to give you an icebreaker. What's the icebreaker? Give me your five favorite basketball teams and then five players. Top five. So I don't have five teams. I guess if I'm going college to pro, um, University of Cincinnati, because that's where I went to school. University okay. of Miami, because that's where my graduate degree is from. Um, I'm a huge Auburn fan. So Coach Pearl right now, like, killing it at Auburn. Um, my dad was in Alabama, so that's how I became an Auburn fan. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, people ask me all the time, why are you a fan of Auburn? It's random. But, yeah, my dad, I pretty much grew up in Montgomery, Alabama in the summers. So. Okay. Um, and then professionally, um, Indiana Pacers, because, again, that's where I'm from. And then I would probably say, like, the 76ers, because getting into the favorite players – my favorite player growing up was Allen Iverson. We were like, just talking about practice, yeah. and that's why I was asking. <laughs> practice. We're talking about practice. Yeah. So Iverson was my favorite player growing okay. up. Um, that was really it, man. That was I'm, I tried to model my game after him. Um, okay. I wasn't like the best hooper in the world. I was more of a track guy, but I had that crossover down pat. Okay. Um, <laughs> so that was probably my favorite player. I don't think I have. I can give you five players. It'd be Iverson, LeBron. I feel like you got to say Kobe and Jordan just because, but interesting. Yeah, you got to put all three of them in there. Hey, and then my fifth would be I'm going old school. Oscar Robertson again, Cincinnati alum, um, and I think he broke the color barrier in college sports too. I think he was the first okay. African American who better predominantly white institution. So, why did you say you have to put Kobe and Michael in there? Because <sighs> we always have the argument of who's better. Okay. Right. And we, I mean, you can't really figure that out. Yeah. But we do know, <clears throat> excuse me, all three of those players changed the game. Okay. LeBron came in and did what he did. Like from mm-hmm. high school, he was the chosen one. And he's lived up to that expectation. Whatever you want to say about him, he's a winner. Okay. Um, Jordan is, I mean, come on, no, it's Jordan. Yeah. And then Kobe, I think it took me a while with Kobe because I did not like Kobe growing up. Like watching his game, I hated his game. He didn't pass the ball. Like, he literally did not pass the ball, but his mentality was some next level. Yeah. So you got to put, if you can, like, mix all three together, like, I think you get the GOAT. But 
I don't know who the goat is. Never heard someone say, I guess you gotta put Cody and Michael in there. Like you got to, yes. But so you're reluctant. I'm reluctant because it's almost you like you can't I know you said my top five, but if I'm thinking top five basketball wise, if you don't have those three guys in the top five, then it's something's wrong. Right. Okay. And if I had to just go top five basketball wise, it'd be those three. And I'm probably throwing probably a Shaq in there and Magic and or Bird. Okay. So but you gotta put those three in there. Okay. That's for the guys that listen that it's a lot of men that listen and they talk back to the radio and they're like, what are you talking about? So they're going to, they're going to DM you and they're going to be like, listen, what are you talking I'm, about? DMs are open. I, I, I'm down <laughs> for a debate anytime. This is what I do. I work in the sports industry. So whatever debate y'all want to have, <laughs> let's have it. Those three are the three greatest players to play this game. So what is uh, another or different heavily debated basketball topic? Um, Man, I don't want to like super serious this out, but... Right now, uh, Draymond Green is is. Ooh. <laughs> we don't wow. know is he is he a dirty player? Does he just play hard? How good is he really? Without- I saw on Instagram that um, all his highlight clips. If you look at it today, is <laughs> is fighting. Yeah, yeah, Dray. So Draymond is. Uh, what you think? Is he a dirty player? For sure, for sure. Mm. Some like if you some of that stuff he's doing on purpose, like. He tries to come off as, and I've been following Draymond for a minute, like since he was at Michigan State. So he comes off as I'm the enforcer. I'm the, the okay. guy that got to, you know, set shit straight. But So he was with Golden State, right, during, you know, the whole ring situation. Mm-hmm. Do you think certain things may have been overlooked? Of course. I mean, just mm-hmm. last year when he swung on Jordan Poole and almost knocked him out like that, that right there is enough. I don't know what happened, the reason why he swung, but you don't do that to your teammate. Yeah. So the fact that he even thought that he could do that, okay, is a problem and an issue. And I don't, and again, I don't so know, he's gotten away with a lot. He's more, gotten away with a lot. Wow. Which is right now he's suspended indefinitely because he has gotten away with a lot. That was my first thought process as an empath. Like you know, if he's if that's his highlight reel, what don't we know? Right. If that's right. what's on camera, what don't we know? A like, lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes, and we don't we won't know. I mean, mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe we will, but yeah. When it comes to just like that rule you're talking about, because I've seen it, yeah. he's definitely a dirty player, man. He's kicking folks in the nuts. He's stepping on people. Well, I mean, he's like, it's he's keeping it entertaining because NBA can be quite boring. Because it's like you just said, it's a super long season. It's 82 games. Yeah, like, we don't. I don't. I don't yeah. even watch the NBA until yeah. Christmas. And I feel like personally, and this could be because LeBron and I are the same age, but if you're not talking about LeBron. What else is going on in the NBA? You what don't is, know anybody other than, you know, the gunslinger. What's his name? Uh, the, gun, <laughs> the guy with the gun. Memphis. You. Oh, oh, John Morant. Yeah, yeah <laughs> him. You got him. He keeps things interesting. And um, the guy that keeps getting the women pregnant. See, I don't even know their name. I just know what they know. I see they keep getting the women pregnant. It's a lot of them right now doing that. The, the <laughs> one that... Um, I don't know their name, but that's just how boring it is. I know what they're known for, but the one that had the porn stars beefing on oh, Twitter. Oh, you about Zion? What, uh, yeah. What you saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. And she just came out like yesterday and said some more shit. Like, Did she is, really? I yeah. thought somebody shut her up. No, nah, she went She went in. I haven't watched it yet, but just oh, goodness it's, it's on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, my. So that, that right there, like, 
if LeBron retires tomorrow and calls it quits. That's all we got. That's what they're going to have. They, and they're kicking Draymond out. Like, that's, I mean, what? what is, and what's crazy, because I think, again, taking it back 10, 15 years ago, you would have never known all of this information. We would have known who got who pregnant unless you were, like, in that circle. Mm-hmm. But the fact that these are the headlines, we're not even highlighting basketball. We're highlighting yeah. off the stuff, mm-hmm. off the court stuff. So yeah. that's going to be a problem. That's going to be a problem. Any more interesting sports debates? Um, Tyreek Hill, a football player, not basketball. Also, oh, uh, yeah. I think he got about three women pregnant right now, and he's actually engaged and or just got married or something like that, which is. I So I didn't know that. Yeah. But <laughs> so Tyreek won us a lot of money. So funny story about um, fantasy football. Oh, funny okay. story about um, my son. He's serious with fantasy. He is really good. Mm. Really good. Anyone wants to hire him, uh, he charges a small fee. <laughs> However, he is really good. And this is before I knew he was really good, right? So he was like 10 or 11. And I joined his $150 league at work. And I wake up and it says, I changed Matt Ryan to Aaron Rodgers. And I didn't do that. I go tell June and he's like, yeah, I changed them because such and such. And it was real legit reason. I'm like, no, you can't do that. And we will argue. Like, I literally, like, almost packed June stuff and, like, put him. Like, he was changing too much without consulting me first. We were arguing day in and day out over this fantasy football. He's like, that's not smart football. I changed it because it, he won a lot of money doing that, actually. So, so I listen to him. Yeah, I listen to him now. But that was the year that Tyreek Hill – um they went to the Super Bowl and won. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's the reason, essentially, that we won. Mm. Like $1,500. Yeah. So I know who's going to be running my team next year. He charges a small. That's fine. Whatever you need. <laughs> <Whatever he need. laughs> now, he, he started smelling himself last year. He was like, he's not doing it no more unless he get all the money. Mind you, I collect all the people. I put my money in. Like I said, you know what? Save your little $75 that you want from this. <laughs> Start your own league in this year, crickets. He he can't start a league. No, I'm going to put him in my league. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. Sorry, somebody who is in last place, which might be me this year, they got to get kicked out the league, and we're going to invite T in. Yeah, now he is phenomenal at it. But I did read that Tyreek said he felt like he was always in the shadow of uh, Patrick Mahomes or Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. I can see that. Shout out to Travis Kelsey, another UC alum. Um, really? Okay, we had a little camera malfunction. So you want to continue with Travis Kelsey? Yeah, with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, I feel like at that point, everybody's making money. Y'all just won two Super Bowls. Yeah. And you're leaving to prove what? Like, we already told you, you're probably one of the best receivers in the league. Like, unless you wanted more money, then cool. But if it's an ego thing, like, put your pride and ego to the side. Like, we, we're trying to do something greater than... And I think that's what he was saying, that it was an ego thing. Yeah. That... He felt like he was a star, and and I feel like, well, okay, you're honest about it because we didn't get that from our celebrities in the '90s. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, okay, well, you're honest about it. I didn't know he had a bunch of women pregnant though. Like maybe you should have <laughs> stayed over there because they could have hit you upside the head. Oh, uh, definitely. Yeah, it's the ego thing. It's the ego. Where thing. is he now? Miami, Miami Dolphins, balling out. Is he still? Yeah. Okay. He's good. killing it. He's killing good. it. I have a soft spot for the newcomers that do really well in fantasy football and win me some money. 
I, I just follow their career forever after that. I feel like that's what most women do when they fancy <laughs> football. They really don't know nothing about football or they just follow the story. Oh, he he got me 30 points this week. Yep, so that's, that's, yeah. yep. So I'm going to stay right <laughs> now. Funny. I'm going to follow him for the rest of his career now. <laughs> now you know his whole life story. So one thing I wanted to ask you, well, a few things. So how long have you been in education? Ooh, I've been in education since 2012, so this is my 11th year in education. Okay. Um, yeah. So what do you teach? I am a high school math teacher, believe it or not. Math? Math, yep. What? Yep. You have to have some insane <laughs> knowledge for that. You know what's funny? I hated math in high school. Okay. Like, I could not stand it. So what subject? Um, so right now I have Algebra 1. Okay. Um, I teach ninth graders. Yeah, it's not terrible. But I've taught anything from Algebra 1 to Geometry, Algebra 2, Pre-Calculus, which mm. is Trig and all that. So, yeah. Horrible. Terrible. Okay. I Sometimes I hate teaching it. I'm not going to lie. Probably shouldn't say that on camera, but <laughs> it is what it is, y'all. <laughs> so my thing is, as a coach mm-hmm. and as a parent, we're going to have a conversation. And I speak on behalf of all parents that these kids ain't listening to us. I'm speaking on behalf of all moms because my son's dad could call them right now and be like, take trash out. June going to put his socks and shoes on, take, take the trash, trash out. out. <laughs> but I could tell him take the trash out and he'll get around to it mm-hmm. or he'll forget. And then he'll do it once I tell him for the seventh time. Then he'll take the trash out. You know, after he stressed me out all day, you know. So do you know that they listen to y'all a little bit more? Um. We would like to think that they listen to us a little bit more, but we never, as coaches, if I'm being honest, we never really know. Like, we don't know if what we're doing day to day translates to when they don't see us and they're not around us. We really don't know. They do, because even recently something happened in a group chat and I was like, are you in a group chat? He was like, no, what happened? Did coach say something? And I was like, calm down. Like, (laughs) Like, he was really concerned yeah. if y'all were talking in our parent group chat. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what What were they supposed to tell me? Like, what you been doing at practice? You know what I mean? Like, but it dawned on me because I had a really good kid. I'm really thankful for that. But it dawned on me that he was waiting for some instruction. Mm-hmm. And I think that's beautiful. But I've given you several instructions today. If you wanted some instruction, go take the trash out, you know. <laughs> So I'm like, do the coach need to tell you take your trash out? Like, who do who who do I need to enlist some help from? Mm-hmm. You know, nah, they listening to y'all. Yeah, like I said, we we never really know. We again, we just we hope that they listen. And the same thing that y'all probably experience at home, mm-hmm. we experience in practice. Like, I think really, I think some parents think that things are different at home as to when they're with us. Okay. And there's not too many differences. But again, I can't speak to what goes on at home, but just you saying, you know, he doesn't take the trash out. Well, that's similar to us. Well, he doesn't consistently work on the left hand. I'm not saying T in general. I'm just saying, okay. like, he doesn't consistently work on his left hand in practice. We have to okay. tell him every single day, do this, do that, do that. Um, so sometimes we feel like they aren't listening to us. And especially with our team right now, who's, we're not going to talk about it, but we're... <laughs> They're struggling. Interesting. We're rebuilding yeah. right now. Um, Very interesting. And the They're big, passionate. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> but like we feel as coaches, you know, like, man, we were telling y'all the same thing every single practice, every single day. Mm-hmm. And then y'all get into these games and do the almost the exact opposite. So are y'all listening to us? And that is the, that's the frustration. Like I'm getting frustrated right now because like y'all do you don't think listen. It's the crowd. What do you mean? Like do the, you think at the games? Nervous? For sure. Because we got a young team. 
Like we got a lot of guys who are freshmen and sophomores and our older guys haven't really played organized ball for an extended period of time. Okay. So when you go from a practice to a game, especially on the road when there's, you know, more fans than we have at home, it's probably a culture shock. It's probably, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm going to freeze up. I don't know what to yeah. do, but I mean, we're now in game 10, 11. Yeah. You shouldn't be Get freezing up. It, yeah. Exactly. It is what so, it is. Yeah. Get used to it. Um, so it, it, I think it's the crowd. I think it's the fact they're young and we just got a long way to go basketball wise. That's why I try to make it to all of the games because I think that at least the ones that I can, because sometimes I just don't want to go. Mm-hmm. It's so many of them, mm-hmm. right? But I'm like, it's beyond you and what you want to do because if you just go to one game off season, that's the game he's going to be the most nervous. So if I'm consistently there, you know. He'll get used to seeing you and that becomes yeah. comfort for him. Yeah. I know for me growing up, if I, my mom didn't like me playing football. She couldn't stand it. Yeah. Um, so she wouldn't come to games. And basketball, she would come. But I know when I looked up to the stands, I was like, okay, that's my zen. Like, okay, she's here. Really? I'm good. Like, I can go out here and make. I don't feel like my son and look at it like this. <laughs> I was like. You might not, but. She here. She here. Oh, my God. She, she might, he might be nervous. Yeah. So he did say that the football coach approached him. Did you know about that? <laughs> oh, I'm just snitching today. Oh, my goodness. And I love our football coaches, man. It's no disrespect, but it's, <laughs> man, let us have our guys, please. <laughs> like, oh, he, he said no. He came to me. I said, what did you say before? Because I don't want him playing football. I mm-hmm. think that he would be good, mm-hmm. but I also think that he would get hurt. You know, so you can get hurt playing any sport. So I don't want that to be the reason. But of yeah, course, you have more of a risk, you know, getting yeah, hurt. Yeah, like I just, there. I'm mommy mode. So I'm like, you know, what did you say first? And then he's like, no, I want to play basketball. And I said, well, why? You know, because he used to play football. Mm-hmm. And uh, he gave me a reason why. And I'm just like, okay, well, do your coaches know? Like, you know, I don't know, because he doesn't know anything. That's it. Number one answer. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, we yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> so, how, yeah, I guess I, I was going to ask, how do you feel about that? Um, No, I, so I. How, or how do you feel about the uh, boys, young men, I should say, that do both? I don't think it's a problem with because I did both. Okay. I, I know a lot of people did both. Like it's it's a way that you can play multiple sports. I think the the age we're in now, people feel like you got to specialize in one sport to mm-hmm. be good at it to get that college scholarship if that's what your goal is. Okay. But if you don't have goals or any aspirations to play at the next level, play all the sports you want to. Um, okay. However, I think it becomes an issue when and T like you know he like you said he's he's coming to form with his body like just seeing him from last year this year he's developed. Yeah. Um, and who knows, he might go out there and kill it on the football field. And I don't want to be that coach to like not allow him to do that. Yeah. Right. Um, but at the same time, it's like, man, we also see something with him with basketball. If we can just hone those skills yeah. and we're going to lose time if he goes mm-hmm. to work out and practice with football. So it's kind of like give and take. And that's just my biggest thing with um, I don't want to get in trouble here, but fuck it. <laughs> um, that's my biggest thing with, with with our school right now. You know, like I said, I'm a girls track coach and. I'm not going to lie. I'm selfish. I want my girls with me all year yeah. round, but I do have some to play basketball. I do have some that cheer and do all the other stuff. And I'm okay with that. But then also don't come back and tell me that you want to be serious about track and run track in college. Mm-hmm. But then you go off and do something, do something else for six, seven months at a time, because then it's like, you're not really serious. Okay. So that's the frustration as a coach when it comes to multiple sports. It's like, all right, which one are you really going to excel at? Yeah. And it, does it become a point where you're just wasting your time playing yeah. another sport when you could be 
with me getting better at this This point. Yeah. Well, maybe he heard that because he he told the coach, no, get out of my face. (laughs) He told me way after the fact, too, like a month later, like, oh, by the way, the football coach approached me. And again, I don't know, T might he he might be able to do something in the football field. I don't know. He's he's such a gentle giant. (laughs) (laughs) So let me ask you this off topic. Why the cheerleaders cheer like Glorilla? That's getting on my nerve. What you mean? <laughs> Why they so cute too? They are beautiful young ladies. But what's happening with that? All the schools, not just my son's school, all of them. <laughs> I don't want to be the one to speak on that. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. But I am going to say because I've I've seen that in public schools specifically, oh right? Um, I think it just looks different. Like we not, it's not our generation no more. So that is that we is cheerleading for them we today. Old. That's what it is. Like it's. <laughs> it, that's what it is. There, there aren't any. You know, they're not doing no stunts or you no, know, things not like that. They just, just stomping, clapping, and that's, glow, that's, big glow. That's, <laughs> that's what it is. We just owe. We just owe. Right, that's man. that's how they cheer. That's a hard pill to swallow. It okay. is. It is. So, nothing. Last thing I want to talk about with the young man. Are you guys teaching them real life applicable skills? Because school ain't teaching them that. So finances, credit, girls. <laughs> are you guys talking to them about that? Um, yes and no. It's even though we do spend a lot of time with them, mm-hmm. it's still not enough time. Because when we do have them, it is more or less about basketball. But we always try to make sure that. The lessons we teach within basketball also translates to other parts of your life. Okay. So we don't, I know specifically when it comes to coaching, we don't get specific enough to talk about finances and, you know, the real world shit that they need because again, it's just not enough time in the day to have those conversations, um, even though they are needed. Um, And you, I mean, you follow me on IG, so I'm huge on financial literacy. Like that is, that's my shit. So with my track girls, someone would tell you that have graduated, they're going to graduate, and hopefully, if they listen, we sit down and we open up investments accounts before they leave. They're really, gonna, they're going to start their. Some of them have their E Trade so accounts good. and Fidelity. Now, if they use them, I don't know, <laughs> but at least I'm going to get you started in that yeah. right direction. I, I, I preach on my coaching page, like I don't care who's listening, who's not. Like you, you got to have some type really? of financial awareness to you. Um, so it's definitely a. We can do better, obviously. Yeah. Um, I don't think we're intentional about it. Does it come up? Of course. Do they come up to yeah. us and they may, you know, guys are going to come and talk to them about, talk to us about girls. They just, you know, it's, yeah. but if they do, like the door is always open. Um, those conversations happen, but I think we can definitely be more intentional about having those conversations because you're right. They're not I think at school. least the finance, because yeah. it's not enough time. I get it. Um, even with me as a parent, it's not enough time to do what I need to do as a parent, mm-hmm. go to work. What I need to do as a woman, be a mom, like it's not enough time. So, but financial, I think that that should be a class, like financial literacy, how to write a check, how to balance a checkbook, even an e-checkbook, like how to log on to your bank account, mm-hmm. like all of that stuff how to budget needs your to money. be talked about in high school. And, you know, I didn't learn it in high school, so I don't know. Yeah, we can be more intentional. And I'm glad you actually said that because that is something that I am aiming to do is, okay. you know, reach our youth and, and just teach them about financial literacy. That's like, dope that you set the girls up like that. Yeah. A few of them. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. 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 Like, again, I don't know if they're using. If y'all listening, <laughs> <laughs> make sure y'all are contributing to y'all Roth IRA that y'all started five years ago. 
Um, wow. So yeah. At 18. 18. Wow. And they can get started. Like, T can get started now. You just open up a custodial yeah. account for them. And I put them on a couple credit cards. Mm-hmm. And uh, our next lesson, because it's just not enough time. Oh, my God. Um, I thought it would be easier than this. I'm not going to lie. I thought <laughs> I thought that being a mom, teaching these life lessons, it is difficult. So the next lesson is pulling his credit report. Because mm-hmm. I added him a few years ago. So hopefully he walks into the world with a decent credit score. Right. Um, he obviously knows about closing on a home, stuff like that. He's mm-hmm. seen a few people do it. But it's a lot. It is. And it's I will I will say, don't even beat yourself up. I mean, I don't have kids yet. Um, but I, I have these conversations with my mom now. Like, how come you didn't teach me about X, Y, and Z? And she actually worked in the finance industry, kind of, sort of. Really? And we never really had those intentional conversations. But I got to take into fact what she did do. Like, I did see her budget every night. I did okay. see her. We were never behind on bills. Okay. Like, things were paid. So I kind of took those nuggets. And a lot of it, I hate to say it, like, it depends on... The student, like we can, we can talk that talk, but are they going to mm-hmm. be interested anyway? Like I, I'm, I'm a teacher, mm-hmm. and as soon as I bring it up, like they say they like money, well, but I'm gonna show you how to really get to it. Yeah, let's. I'm gonna bring up the stock market in my charts right now. Let's go. They tune you out. <laughs> yeah, because getting the money is boring. But, Giving it to me for free that is part, fun. That part. But they want actually working for it is pretty nah, boring. Instant yeah. gratification is what yeah. they want. Yeah. But I think once again, they're listening. And I think they're listening to you guys a little bit more than us. So just dropping the information off. I don't know how, because, you know, practice is, what, four hours? And y'all got to go through the JV team, the RC team. <laughs> I don't know how, but, you know. Like I said, I'm glad you said that because now it's, I'm, my brain is turning. I'm like, okay, how can we make better use of our time to have these intentional conversations outside of ball? Yeah. I mean, we... We're not doing so well right now anyway, so we might as well <laughs> <laughs> stop Aww. and have some financial literacy conversations oh, and things like that. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get right, but yeah, we, we can be more intentional about that. So we got to talk about travel. You got a favorite travel story? Man, interesting. I don't know if it's interesting. I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. Uh, to my wife, maybe this is before you. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. No, she, knows, she knows the story. Okay. Um, so I went to I went to Toronto one weekend. We were okay. it was a bachelor party type situation. Um, not gonna say any names. The homies know. Um, <laughs> and it was actually a Caribana weekend, so it okay. was lit like crazy. Um, so of course, can you describe that for the listeners? Like- um, so Caribana is a, a Caribbean festival um, that happens every year in August in Toronto. It is probably one of the biggest ones here. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's probably one of the biggest ones. It is ones. a huge Caribbean, just everything yeah. in Toronto. A lot of people don't know that. They think that Drake is, you know, just fucking up the accent. Like, no, it's nah. just, it's really a lot of Caribbean up there in Toronto. Yeah, and Toronto's dope, too. Like, it's probably yeah. one of my favorite cities I've visited. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we were we were up there kicking it. And, um, of course, we all know what goes down when you're at the bachelor party. We all trying to take some I've never home. been invited to one. Um, well, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, we all trying to, you know, take something home. We need the at the bachelorette party. Yeah, so. right. Get the hell out of here. But we were on the roof. Um, and I don't know. I don't even know this chick's name. Obviously, I'm not going to put it out there. But she's walking along the edge of the roof. And she starts saying shit like, oh, what if I just jump now? Oh, my God. And mind you, we're we're drinking. We're pretty yeah. intoxicated. But I sobered up so fucking quick. Like, fuck do you mean? You What if you jump now? Like, no, you can't do that. Like. 
I got to get back home. You yeah. jump now. I'm going to jail tonight. Yeah. <laughs> it's just me and you up here. Like, ain't nobody going to believe that you just jumped off. They're going to think I pushed you down. So yeah. she's doing this whole thing. She, I had to literally, like, talk her off the ledge. I don't know if she was serious. I know she was drinking. But okay. that was, like, that's not, like, the greatest trip story. That was, a, that was scary as shit. Was that um, your last, like, big trip? That my blast big trip, yeah, that was probably Toronto. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, <laughs> and that's crazy because that was years ago. You gotta uh, change the course of your trip. I think I've been, that's... I think I've been scarred ever since. Yeah. Like that, that trip right there. Like, oh, well, oof. good thing you talked her down. I did, but then she did some other crazy shit that night. That was just like she, okay, yeah, stumbled, fell down some stairs. It was crazy. Okay, it was crazy. Yeah, she yeah. was on one. She was a lot. And she I, was on a lot. <laughs> Fellas, don't don't drink and go to the roof. <laughs> <laughs> Was trying don't to set the vibes. Drink but. and go to the roof. Well, I think the hangover showed us that. <laughs> I forgot hangover, about that. Yeah, yeah. don't yeah. drink and go to the roof. That was probably the craziest shit that's happened to me on a trip. I've been to Toronto. When it was cold, we didn't have nearly that much fun. Mm -hmm. I don't have a story to tell from it. <laughs> it was just a lot of drinking and uh, a lot of walking. Yeah, decent food. Yeah, yeah, the food was okay. We yeah, we I didn't get any Caribbean food. food up there. Did I didn't you? either. Okay, I didn't. We had pizza the whole the whole trip. So were they dressed up in the you know? Yeah, outfit? They, they did the whole outfits. We didn't do it. Um, and if I felt I really feel that I, I was like out of place. Okay, because we out there in like shorts, jays, and a beater, <laughs> <laughs> and really? everybody, everybody else got else was dressed up. Yeah, yeah. So we were definitely okay. out of place. But again, it was just a it was a good time, drunken mess. Okay, so last topic is uh, I posted a meme. Mm. And when I post memes, you guys, I say this all the time on the podcast, I get great feedback. And this is one of the feedbacks. He's like, that sounds like a great podcast. Like, well, let's go. Let's talk about it. So the meme. Let me find the meme. Because you already gave me a perspective that I didn't think about just from prepping for this. But he said he gonna wait for the podcast for me to hear what he really <laughs> got. I, I to got say. a couple questions for her too off the meme. Oh God. Okay. The meme is why men never want to be just friends. I make an awesome home girl for real. And I have my little spiel from that because I feel like men can miss out on lifelong co lifelong connections because they're not thinking with their brain. They're not thinking long term. And how this could be, you know, this friendship could turn to a family member, auntie to my kids, a friend to my wife. You know, they're not thinking long term. They're thinking right now physically. So what's your opinion on opposite sex friends? So like we did, you know, before the show. Um, well, first, my opinion on opposite sex friends, I think they can exist. Mm -hmm. um, but both parties got to be real with themselves. Okay. Um, and I think that doesn't happen enough. Because there's always one side that feels totally different than the other side, and that's when signals get crossed. If there are, there is some communication about it, and okay. that's when things got you know. So be real with themselves. What yeah. does that mean? So you got to be real. Like if I'm, if opportunity presented itself, like yeah, I might want to smash, right? So you like, would have, you have that to have that have that conversation, right? Or if it's just going to be like, yo, I don't even see you that way. Like you really just the homie, like, and that's okay. going to be what it is. And the woman has to be upfront too. And if it's not going to be, if you're not going to be real, then you can't even get past that. You can't even be friends because now you don't know what the other's intentions are or would be. Okay. So I think. So have a hard conversation. Have those hard conversations. Okay. Um, and if it's really on some, yeah, dog, I don't even see you like that. Cool. I don't see you like that either. We're going to keep it moving. Yeah. Now, I think 
women would admit that and it actually be true before a man would say that and it actually be true. Because a man would say that, but deep down, like, I'm just going to hold on and wait yeah, this out two, three like, years I'm later. Gonna she, I'm yeah, going to sit in this yeah. Ex- I'm just exactly, exactly. And it's like, no, I because I don't have friend zones. I'm not saving anyone for later. Mm-hmm. Like, no, we're friends. Like, we're legit friends. Right. I'm not saving anything for later. Right. I'm but, good on that. And I'll be honest, we as men, we sometimes don't think that way. We're gonna sit here and think, and y'all, <laughs> y'all know we gonna we gonna sit in this friend zone. But I'm, I'm just gonna that. wait. Yeah. I'm gonna wait until her her nigga slip up. Yeah. Or I'm gonna wait until I can be that shoulder to cry on. That's terrible. Or I'm gonna sit in the cut and just. It happens. I'm being real. It, it happens. But at the same time, so, and like I told you before the show, if I see you out, church, grocery store, club, wherever, yeah, and I approach you, that's strictly physical attraction right there. Okay. So in our minds, we're already thinking one of two things. I'm either trying to be physical okay, or maybe this becomes my girl, wife, yeah. whatever. We don't go into it like, damn, she might make an awesome friend. <laughs> right? Like that doesn't happen. The only time that happens is if we just kicking it in as a group. We got mutual friends, and I see how you move. I see how you treat other people. I see how you, you know, raise your son, things like that. Oh, she has great morals, great values. Yeah. I see how she. I, I like her vibe. I'm not attracted to her like that, but she will be a dope person to connect with. Like maybe she has something that she can teach me, and vice versa, and then a friendship blossoms from there. But if it's on some, I just see you out. That's strictly physical. Attraction. I never thought about it like that, but I've never thought about it like that either. Like when you flip it around, I've never thought meeting a guy at the grocery store, we would make great friends. I've never thought that. But then again, I don't want to meet my soulmate at the grocery store either. Uh, you don't know where you're going to meet your soulmate. Yeah, like I, that, just, <laughs> that just doesn't cross my mind yeah. to date, to go out and I don't know, maybe I'm just weird. But I've just never thought of it in the way that you put it. Mm-hmm. So meeting someone for the first time, it's an automatic this person wants to date me, essentially. Because right. what else do we have to go off of? It's yeah. strictly physical attraction. Yeah. So that's, but like meeting a coworker around people, like sometimes you meet coworkers and they're great friends. And they'll, you know, just sit out the friend zone. And you're like, wait a minute, I didn't have a friend zone. I didn't know I had to have that conversation that you mentioned. Like, I didn't know we even had to do that. Thought you understood. We work together, we're friends, right? That's not even an understanding because look how many. Relationships happen within oh. the workplace. <laughs> oh, do I, <laughs> so, do I know about that? I'm, oh, wow. I'm, yeah. I've seen it. Uh, yeah. maybe, it happens uh, a lot. It happens place. a lot. They can even be married to two different people listen, and go and marry each other. Listen, so that's the thing. Yeah. So you can't assume that you don't need to add a conversation. Yeah. I think if y'all, whatever friends do, however it ends up happening, if y'all yeah. kicking it, you know, at some point it's like, hey, you know, we just, we're strictly just kicking it. Like, yeah. this is nothing more than us. Being friends. Yeah. But if that conversation never happens, one party, if not both, but definitely one party is definitely sent back plotting or waiting. Man. Just being real. But so when you said it the other way, I have had homegirls in the past that came to me and said, you know, this guy friends on me. So that's what that conversation is. That's what that conversation is. And I never thought of it before. I'm just like, oh, well. Okay. So she got friend zone. Yeah, that happens to women. How, how does she feel about that? Oh, women hate rejection. So, and that's my thing right there. Women hate. I mean, men hate rejection too, but women are just devastated because we rarely receive it. You know. So let's pause right there for a second. 
right? And I was gonna, I was actually gonna ask you, how would you feel if a man wasn't? That would never rich, happen, right? <laughs> I'm just saying, like what? That would never. Somebody happen. is not humble. Um, <laughs> so, how many times have you heard? Um, and I know, I know, plenty of men get this. We get labeled as the nice guy if we don't try to smash. We get labeled as what's wrong with you? Are you gay? Right. I have because we're not okay. being super intentional about trying to smash. So I've heard that. We it's kinda like a loss for us either way. If we're gonna sit back and really try to approach you and be respectful, whether it's friendship, yeah. I'm trying to court you, date you, whatever. Yeah. If we don't try to be physical with you at some point in time, y'all looking at us like, all right, what's wrong with him and what's going on? Once again, I'm weird. I've just I've never experienced but I keep it real that. now. You're on the podcast. No, keep it real. I have don't. seen that. I have seen that a lot. I have. Um, but I've seen that with my more promiscuous friends. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna be real honest. I've seen that with um, old friends in the past that you know, hot girl, and the man didn't necessarily want that, you know. And they made it clear they had a hard conversation, and she'll come back to us like, "Oh, he gay," and it's like, "Oh, well, I don't think that he's gay," but. <laughs> Okay, like I went, li- I'm gonna listen to you, Vincis, because sometimes you can't correct women in that moment. Mm-hmm. In that moment of rejection, it's hard to correct women, period. But in that moment of rejection, <laughs> <laughs> it is very difficult to say maybe he's not gay and maybe he's just not into you. Or maybe he doesn't want whatever you're trying to build with you to have a foundation of lust or okay. being physical. Yeah. But again, Y'all can't stand rejection, so it has to be <laughs> yeah. something wrong with us if we're not yeah. trying to get to that level. Like I said, I've heard that from the more promiscuous friends. I have not heard that from my friends that are relationship-based. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, women that are relationship-based, when they want a guy, they get the guy. But they're not, they not out here wanting everybody. Right. You know what I mean? So that's, what, that's why I've never experienced it. It's not that I'm not humble. <laughs> Is that now if that happened to me, I would probably lose my shit. But <laughs> I'd probably be like, oh my God, I'm getting old. Oh my God. What's wrong with me? But no, um, it's because women that are more relationship based aren't putting themselves out there like that. Mm. So it's typically the other way around for us. Like we think we have a male friend and he's actually not our friend. Whole time you plotting. Yeah, whole time you're plotting. Um, And it's it's typically even worse for women like us because our guy is telling us that. And we're like, no, no, he just a friend. (laughs) And he was right the whole time. You got to go crawling back to your dude. Like, he did try to holler at me. Either. So, yeah. I've had had female friends who I would get those stories. I'm like, yo, he's... He's clearly just trying to smash. Like, go ahead and move on. No, 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 he's not. Or, yeah. you know, I'm about to, he's just my friend. I put him in the friend yeah. zone. He knows what's up. I said, okay, until he tries you. Yeah. And then what? And I, 1,000% <laughs> of the time, I've heard that so damn, he did try it. You yeah. was right. Like, it, it happens, man. And it we, happens. this is the thing. We get so let down because we really thought that was a friend. And sometimes we need male friends just for this conversation here. Sometimes we need a little male guidance that isn't our actual brother. Because, you know, we were fighting our brothers. You know, we were right. five, six, seven. Like, you right. know, we need someone that is platonic. It's like our homegirls, 
but doesn't have the estrogen don't have, that I, right. yeah. and don't and, have other intentions. Right. And that are telling us like it is from a male perspective. Every woman needs that. So when we find out that's not what that was, it's, it's hurtful. It's like kind of losing a boyfriend or like a best friend. Like, So even then, like if we're being realistic, right? And you just said a long time ago how sometimes women can be. So yeah. if we're thinking long term, if I have a female friend and I end up going off and I get married. Yeah. How much is my wife going to be super understanding like that's just a female friend, right? Even if I tell her the history, yada, yada, we've been friends since high school, yada, yada. Is she going to be comfortable with knowing that that is your best female friend? Because then that could become a situation where if your wife don't believe you, if your wife doesn't feel comfortable with it, then it's- You got to dead that You got to dead that friend. Well, which again, if you're if that's truly your friend, you're gonna fight back. It's like no, yeah. no. But then she's yeah. gonna see it as what you what you fighting so hard. Because for? if it's truly a friend, wives typically embrace that friend also. Do they? I think so. The from my experience, they do. I don't. But at at the same time, I'm not an overbearing female friend mm. either. I'm not pulling up to your house unannounced. I'm not right. calling you at right. an undecent hour. Like why, you know what I mean? Like even my female friends uh, that are in relationships, if I'm about to call call them at 11 o'clock at night, I'm thinking twice like, oh like, shit, right. they, they booed right. up. Like I'm not right. going to call my female friends either. Why would I call my male friends? So women, so the wife peeps the slick shit, the petty shit like that. Mm-hmm. And so, hey man, that's not your friend. I don't want you around her no more. I can't explain to you why, but <laughs> I'm just telling you. And see, I think that happens more often than not. Yeah. And it comes a all right, in this case, I just got to trust my girl or my wife mm-hmm. at that time. Yeah, you just got to trust her, yeah. But at some, sometimes it really do be like, yo, babe, no, nah, she's not even, yeah. no. Like, she's strictly your friend. Um, but that's, again, that's a tough conversation to have. Like, I actually <laughs> went through that a couple of years ago. <laughs> um, and that was the reason why we broke up because I had a female friend who just posted a video on Instagram on my mm-hmm. birthday, like everybody does, right? I don't even think I reposted it. She posted it. And my girlfriend at the time, like, went off. Like, why is she posting this video? Yada, yada, why does she even feel comfortable posting? I said, yo, it's a video. So I guess it really just depends on, like, who you're dating at the time. But, like, that's the fact that we're even yeah. having this conversation. Like, that's how. As a female friend, I'm not, I'm not, uh, posting videos uh, with my male friend either, you know? So I don't, I could kind of get both sides or like, Hey, bro, do you feel like this is a okay video for your birthday? Like you got to ask first. Cause I've, I have seen the overbearing female mm-hmm. friend. I've seen that, that that's just my bro, bro, bros before hoes. And no, he'll stop talking to you. The right phone call, the right, you know, it's a wrap. Post, you're gone. You're out of there. You have to respect people's relationships. Mm-hmm. You got to respect people's space. Like, it's just not automatic that you're his sis, that you're going to be around forever. So you got to respect even your same sex. Like I just said, I'm not calling my homegirl at midnight. I know she booed up. I'm not posting videos from the bachelorette party <laughs> for her birthday. She's going to be like, try to take that down. Or she's going to stop talking to me. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. fucked up. Why would you do that? You must be jealous. So I, it gets to that point where it's, and that's why I, I like to see is I, I kind of peep, all right, how are you going to act as a friend? Well, I don't care what side of it, whether it's the male friend or a female yeah. friend, like, you know, how are you going to act? Because now things can't be the same. Like, mm. you might, you could call me at midnight before, but now I'm involved. 
You got to yeah. do that. You got to stop it. But if yeah. you keep trying to do those things, like things are like still normal, that's how I know, oh, you know what? You might be yeah. on some other shit. Or even as a male, like, because I've, in my young in my younger days, um, <laughs> if I knew, you know, I was involved with someone, it was a female friend and she had a boyfriend, I would still try it. Like, yo, hit her oh up my at God. midnight or pull up, oh, I'm in your city, what's up? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just to see what would happen. Oh. That was younger, immature, Jay. <laughs> um, oh my god! But yeah, that's that's that happens, and if that person allowed it to happen, they're like, oh well, you ain't serious about him anyway. Yes, and I've never experienced that from my male friends. Yeah, either. like why would you call me right. that late? Right. Yeah. All right. Well, that wrapped up all our topics today. Thank you. No that was a, a really good conversation. That was fun. We got to do this again. Yeah, and. I want all my guests to come back. Let me know when you want to come back and we can schedule it. We're going to have some more topics, some more sports talk, because I know the guys are going to be so <laughs> shocked. They're going to be so shocked that How we talked about, about Draymond Green and Tommy Hill. <laughs> one of the guys hit me up and was like, that last episode was for girls. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like well, did you like it? He was like, yeah, but it's not like, it wasn't like the typical girl talk where we'd be like spilling secrets. Like mm-hmm. it was more like um, therapeutic for girls. Gotcha. So he was like, that was for girls. So he's going to be so shocked to hear this. And I know the fellas going to be mad that I did put all three in the top five. <laughs> if y'all have to make me pick out of the three, I'll leave y'all with this. LeBron James is the GOAT. <laughs> all right. On that note, see y'all next time. <laughs>